Just so you know, I had five guys like 20 minutes before hopping on this call, so there's going to be a half-life on my existence on the show before I just die. I mean, I will shit myself and die is what's going to happen. Okay, I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's what happens when you die. (laughs) That's the order of operations. That's the PEMDIS for dying. How long did it take you to know that? Because people don't just tell you that. Like, it takes a long time. I I didn't learn that until I took a class on dying. (laughs) Okay, this is wild. Let's break this down. So I was taking a film class, Mm -hmm. and it was about Stalin dying, yeah. And it was about a bunch of people crowded in a room, tending to him in the hospital bed. Oh, so it's not the death of Stalin, which, like, only came out, like, two years ago. No, no, <laughs> this was older. This was, it was black and white. The way that they knew that he had died was that he, like, did a really loud fart. And I was like, okay, he's gone. Mm-hmm. That's when I put it together. But that was, like, in your 20s, right? Or was that before? Yeah, yeah, that was college, yeah. Yeah, college. They, they, they weren't teaching me that in high school. That wasn't a public school course. <laughs> Why does no one tell us until we're, like... <laughs> old as fuck like i probably still would not know if i didn't take that death and dying class <laughs> they just want to wait till it's point of no return like you know it's an important thing to know like we all think that people like peacefully die <laughs> eh, that's it and they're <laughs> but like it's not it's really gross and that sucks and there's a lot to that but like yeah someone should fucking tell you <laughs> Yeah. Before you see it happen, I guess. Your parents sit you down age four. It's like, listen, Pop-Pop died. (laughs) And that's very sad. And I know that you're going to have a tough time processing that. But even more importantly than that, right as he did it, he just shat himself completely. Oh, my God. Like, down the pant leg, into the the shoes, on the carpet. If I keep this in the podcast, people are going (laughs) to learn about this from this podcast. This is such an educational podcast. First with the water, staying hydrated, and now the shitting yourself when you die. Let me just tell you guys outright. Let me just explain. When you die, all your bodily fluids just leave you. That I mean, like, in that way. Like, it, you, that's that what happens. so poetic Not when you like say blood, it They just leave you. But that is what you're taught, and, you know, you should know. You should know. There's nothing you can do about it. It sucks, but... You should be prepared. That's what happens. I, for one, embrace my shit death. I embrace it, too. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can do the podcast. Yeah, now. I like podcasts. Cool. Hello and welcome to We Forgive You, the show where we formally forgive your favorite's worst films. I'm Alex Fernandez, a writer at Places. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, managing editor at Talk Film Society. How are you doing on this fine Saturday afternoon, Sarah? We forgive you for shitting yourself when you die. <laughs> yeah, I forgive you. Hey, it's okay, bud. It's okay. It's right. It's okay, everybody. This is the darkest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you read the new Nietzsche essay, The Darkest Shit? (laughs) It was was really good. No, I think what happened was this movie was so out there for me. Probably the weirdest thing we've watched for this podcast that I am, I'm in a weird mood. Like, I'm ready to talk about some really weird stuff. (laughs) 
on this podcast. I'm down. Today. I'm down to carry that energy forward. There, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot to say about this one. I'll tell you right now. I don't podcast with people who aren't down to talk about some weird stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we're not podcasting with normies here. I don't podcast with no normies. Normies will never be forgiven. That was the alternate title for the show. I want a patch on my jean jacket that says "No Normies, No Noise." <laughs> Is that cool? Yeah, that's great. Can we get a new line of Cool World merch? Because I would definitely rock that shit. Damn, Cool World merch for sure. I know some people that would do that. I'll talk to I'll talk to my connects. All right, let's do it. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk do about something? Talk you got any about... Shack updates? No Shack updates. We're no close. Listen, okay, Shack Watch 2019. No closer to getting yeah. Shack. No, not even a little bit. We made no effort. absolutely did not try this, <laughs> this week. Sorry. Maybe next time. We made no effort. Um, nobody asked us to make any effort because nobody listened. Yeah, nobody <laughs> listened. Nobody said anything. I will say, Shack, my co-host from Sequels enjoyed our bit that referenced him he laughed oh that's good all right i gave him a little heads up i was like hey we meant we mentioned you you know before you like find out like two years later when you finally listen to this podcast maybe that's how we get new listeners we just name drop everybody and tell them hey you're in this whether you like it or not you better listen our only fans are the ones who we actually talk about like marcello he listens well he listens because he has to like play with the levels so it's kind of Mm. against you know what he actually you know he might not want to hear us talk shit about him but yet it happens okay all right so we need new avenues for listenership i think definitely yeah. possibility of slander on air is definitely a good way to get people to tune in for sure the slander on air is the lawsuit i'm gonna have one of these days <laughs> <laughs> you've been served for slander on air can't believe you said those things about spider-man Unbelievable. <laughs> fuck spider-man <laughs> oh shit okay wow but yeah, so we can do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely good. That's how we got Shaq. That's how we're going to get more people coming in. Yeah. Number two, we just hire them and have them do jobs for the podcast that require them to listen to the show. That being said, let's get some interns, right? Like, don't other podcasts have interns? Yeah, right? Every podcast has at least two interns. Wow, we should get two interns. Becky and Jeff. Okay, if your name is Becky or Jeff, or you're willing to be called Becky or Jeff, please submit your, <laughs> your application to the... Uh, at we forgive you DMs. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have an email. We're That's not, too much. Work. We don't have an email. Not on this one. Open up another Gmail account. What do you think? That's free. It is. I don't want to do it. Do you know how many Gmail accounts I have? It's ridiculous. It's, I can't these, do it. What's the deal with Gmail? <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> Stupid show. Dumb show. <laughs> yeah. So let's get some interns. Uh, we won't pay you. Wait. Did you say will? Oh. Oh. You said okay. You scared me. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, no, we will definitely not pay you. You just panicked? Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw my frail bank account just just give out at, at the thought of that. That does bring up a good point, why your bank account is so low right now. You sent me some pictures of your, your Power Ranger figs. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ow. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> listen. I did not tell the Hasbro Corporation to go ahead and buy out my main nostalgia fix of Power Rangers and release a a line of nice high quality figures from like shows that came out like 20 years ago okay that was not on me yeah that was a move done by them but they knew and it's not my fault that I have plummeted at least $120 into this figure line already that's not on me that's on Hasbro that's on the Hasbro that's on the Hasbro Hasbro Consider the fact that the nerds out there who want to buy those figs, are they're poor, man. There's not a single fan of the TV show Power Rangers that has, <laughs> has a, a, any no level way. of success or money. 
<laughs> it does not make sense. It's like two opposite no, traits. <laughs> <laughs> There's a recessive gene that allows you to enjoy Power Rangers that just really fucks up everything else in your life and um i have it <laughs> you have it but anyway I'm there's sorry. some new figures coming out later this august in the middle of august and i'm super excited we got the magna defender sarah this is great i love the magna defender he premiered in a uh, season i believe it was season seven of power rangers uh wow. titled lost galaxy oh my god magna defender is great because he is like a armored knight robot man who you so never see unmasked no sarah please stop <laughs> The other ones wear spandex. This one wore armor. No, but I'm thinking of like the big, like, you know, when they all join forces and become like a big giant knight. No, not a, a, not a, not a giant robot. He's not a giant robot. He's, oh, he's a normal, normal, size? normal person size, but he's armored and he always wears a helmet. You don't know what actual species he is. Yeah. And his helmet has two big, like, bull horns. And you think, I don't know what that's about. Then he summons Defender Torazord. Uh huh. I don't know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Who is Defender Torzor? I'm not thinking that, but please go on. It is a very big robot bull. Wow. Who comes out. Of where? Comes out of, like, the, the ground. Okay, okay. The, the ground just splits open, like, a zigzag splinters up into the sky. And then Defender Torzor comes out. And you're thinking, how's little Magna Defender going to get inside big Defender Torzor? Is uh-huh. he just going to, like, jump in or, like, you know, like, call a cab? No, 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 no. Magna Defender gets shot by a beam sent from Torazord that turns him into a giant man. So like the other giant knight when they all join up. You're really crushing. <laughs> You're really bringing me down on this one. I- this is like me trying to explain <laughs> mythology to you on the last episode and you just not giving a fuck. I, <laughs> I went off on like a Uther Pen Dragon rant and you were just like, I don't. Say I that. tried my best. I did not insult the old people that you like a lot. <laughs> the old mythological people that you like. Yeah. That sometimes have swords, I guess. I didn't insult it. I'm just trying to understand, okay? I'm trying to relate to my Power Ranger knowledge. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the series, like, it's rare for, like, a regular human-sized person to just get zapped and turn into a giant. I feel like I've seen it. It's especially weird when they do that, and then... They just ride the bull. Because that's what Magnifender does. He just becomes a giant so he could ride a giant-sized bull. Like, most of the Power Rangers, they just jump on the fucking things and get inside a cockpit. No. No. Magnifender, he's just gonna ride that fucking bull, man. And then, the bull, he jumps inside of the bull as a giant robot man. No. And then the bull transforms into a giant robot bull man that has a, it's in itself a giant bull man inside of it. Oh no, God. <laughs> it is so fucking wicked. And also Mag Defender has a son who got killed by uh, Scorpius. And so Mag Defender's filled with rage and hate and um, has to learn to overcome it. Scorpius. Yeah, Scorpius is just like a big blob full of tentacles. He kind of sucks ass, but Mega Defender is great. I love him. And we're finally getting a nice, posable six-inch figure from the Lightning Collection, and I'm super excited about it. And I'm I'm glad. um, I hope that I've excited you, too, about it. Thanks. I bought some Legos recently. Yeah, I guess that's the same. I bought the the night bus from Harry Potter. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's really cool. I'm I, I'm gonna build. Does it, it have the shrinking probably. head guy in it? Yeah, it's got the the shrunken head guy who yells at people. He's pretty good. 
And then we've got like Bernie or whatever his name, Bernie Sanders, who drives the bus. Yeah, Bernie Sanders is in the bus and he says, everybody get on board. That's what, that's my Bernie Sanders. You know what else I bought? Uh-huh. Yesterday, I went and saw the two big meat men clash on screen, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, you did. Two big bald men just really burly bulked out and just duking it out on the big screen for all of us while we eat the popcorn. One really big, one less big and a, and a little bit, you know, nervous about but it. But due to contractual obligations, they're going to be made to look the exact same size because that's just how we have to do it out here in the big old Hollywood. Keep those men happy. Yeah, I got to keep them big boys happy because god damn, those big bald boys, they rake in the big bucks. Big bald boys. Big bald boys rake in big bucks. And that's just how it is. And I got to tell you, Sarah, I did enjoy these big boys going ahead and smashing and crashing. So I don't know anything about what the hell is going on in that movie, but I did watch the trailer before some, I think probably before um, Far From Home. Maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. And I was intrigued by the, like, Samoan stuff. That stuff is substantial, and um, it plays a part in this movie, and I like that whole bit. They have, like, a, a whole, like, let's plan our defenses and build up, like, a game plan scene that happens there. It's pretty fucking cool. The whole movie is actually very enjoyable. I know people have their problems, and that whole article about uh, the two big meat men being fragile about their egos came out, and everybody's kind of, like, down on that. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, like, that sounds right. That sounds about right. That's, like, par for the course, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. That's okay. I haven't finished all the Fantastic... Not the Fantastic. The Fast and the Furiouses. I've only seen up to the fourth Fast and Furious. Oh, you stopped at the worst one. Interesting. I didn't stop on purpose. I wanted to keep going. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I would say that uh, two and three are my favorite so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, four. I really like Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast and Too Furiouser. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That one's so fun and kind of yeah. humorous and just a just a total romp. Yeah. Which is how I felt about Hobbs and Shaw. I was about to say before I forgot that Too Fast, Too Furious exists. Like, Hobbs and Shaw does something that's absolutely standard for any other franchise in Hollywood right now, but totally new for Fast and Furious is just be a comedy. It's just a very funny movie, actually. At least in my opinion. I'm down to watch it eventually. It's a good time. I really liked it. I'm very behind on movies in theaters. I'm trying to catch up. I have not seen John Wick 3 yet. Oh, it's good. I haven't seen Rocket Man, even though I really wanted to see Rocket Man. I've done the same thing, and I feel incredibly guilty. Your girl is alone this weekend. She doesn't know what she's doing with her life, so she might go see Rocket Man. Oh, hell yeah. I'm also going to watch The Cinderella with Brandy in it again. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's a good one. Oh, but I, I completely dodged the point of why I brought up Hobbs and Shaw. I didn't think there was a point, Oh, go well, ahead. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but the Hobbs and Shaw, I, I, like, I saw the movie, I liked it, and then I go to Amazon.com, the, the Bezos site, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, all eight Fast and Furious movies were on sale on Blu-ray for $30, and listen, Hasbro, Hasbro's guilty for what they did to me with the Power Rangers license, but... The Fast and Furious thing, that that one's kind of on me. Why didn't you tell me? I would have bought it. Oh, I didn't know. It was all over. I thought I saw it on Twitter. That's where I found out about it. Listen, okay, I know I'm on Twitter 24-7. I know. <laughs> but I've, yes. I've blocked so many people <laughs> that I, I don't think I see the trends anymore. <laughs> I think I'm out of it. Unless someone brings it up in the Talk Film Society Slack, I'm usually out of the loop. You live in Sarah Twitter, Sarah which is Twitter. a completely different realm. It's a segment of film Twitter, but it's like a new branch, you know? 
We don't do the communion thing. That's good. That was a Christianity joke. <laughs> I have something important to talk about, and it, it, go, it ties into the movie. Okay. Um, hentai's bad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hentai is bad. <laughs> God is watching you. Oh, okay. And if you if you masturbate to hentai, <coughs> um, the hentai will be, come into the real world, and then it will try to kill you, and then it will try to destroy the world, and then it will go back. Okay. To hentai world. I know you're doing a bit for the movie, but at the same time, you do realize we just crippled our audience numbers <laughs> definitely at least in half, if not more. If you watch hentai, you need to find Jesus, and then also you need to watch this movie to learn. Learn what you happens. You can't do that. It's bad. It's the oldest rule in Cool World. Don't jerk off the hentai. Don't jerk off the hentai. Brad Pitt says so. I really hope my family doesn't listen to this anymore. Oh, God, they were listening <laughs> before? Some of my family found my other podcast, and I don't know if they, like, seeped into this podcast, but both podcasts are pretty... Oh, my God. They go into the areas I don't want... You know, just the cussing. I don't want my mom to hear me curse. I told my mom straight up, it's like, don't listen to the podcast. All I do is curse. You're not going to like it. You're not going to understand it. You're just going to hear curse words. You're going to get upset, and then I'm going to have to, you know, talk to my whole family about... The differences between online and offline. I can't do it. Can't do it again. <laughs> she doesn't know what hentai is. Yeah, definitely. You have to explain how Ralph Bakshi was horny on Maine before that was even a thing. This whole movie is about being horny on Maine. Yeah. And that's all his work, really. And I respect yeah, it. Yeah, it's cool. Just be horny. Draw horny. I mean, like, at least it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So this was your first time watching. And let's, let's take it back a second. We watched Brad Pitt stars in Cool World. Directed by Ralph Boxy. Boxy? Baxy? Uh, Bakshi. Ba- oh, sure. Ralph, good old Ralph, <laughs> also directed a movie called Wizards that uh, we played in college at the theater back in the day. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. And, um, <laughs> if you see like really horny cartoon adult movies with that style, it's him. It's Ralph. Good old Ralph. Unmistakable. Grandpa Ralph. Ralph. Just horny all the time. Grandpa Ralph, <laughs> as I like Is to Ralph Bakshi on Twitter? Yes, he is on Twitter. So we have to. Well, I'm not oh tagging my God, him. I'm so scared. Because he will interact. And that kind of goes into what I was going to tell you about. When we were at Florida State, the Student Life Center was promoting the fact that they were going to play Wizards. And he like retweeted and everything. So holy shit, Grandpa Ralph is paying attention oh to Twitter, god. even though he's like eighty. Oh my god, Ralph, don't listen to oh this. No, we shouldn't have done this. Grandpa's on Twitter. Grandpa, get off Twitter. We'll block him so he doesn't see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have seen this movie before, but I'm going to be honest. I I guess I didn't pay very much attention because I did have to rewatch it before this podcast today Mm. maybe i just like blocked out some stuff but it was a little surprising you had never seen this movie before no i hadn't which was very exciting had you heard of it before though yeah i've heard of it before of course cool world was decried as like fake roger rabbit for a long time at least like whenever it was brought Mm -hmm. in conversations like oh what if roger rabbit but bad which i think is very diminutive and like i think they're both very different movies yeah i mean they're definitely different there's similarities of course but that's kind of what happens when you put a movie out and then have a, another one come out right after it. Roger Rabbit's what, 88, 85? I thought it was like straight up 90. Oh no, it was 88. It was 88. You're right. Oh, I'm so good. You're very good. First one I said? Wow. 
And then Cool World was 92. There's there's a good amount yeah. of time there. But yes, I understand. That's kind of why I like this movie, though, because I probably one of my favorite, let's pretend it's a genre, is animated with a human actor. Like, you know, I like that style. I've always had. Mm. Roger Rabbit is one of my favorite movies of all time. And Detective Pikachu ranked higher for me probably than most people because of that whole film noir but, like, humans acting with, you know, something they can't see. I think the worst thing that could have happened to Detective Pikachu was being compared to Roger Rabbit ahead of release. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think that's what maybe soured my still relatively positive, okay opinion of Detective you Pikachu. You know what, Alex? Is that it does not hold the camera I compared it in my review, so uh, thanks for calling me out. <laughs> yeah, this is... Listen, call out culture going on right here on the podcast. It was inevitable. I think the first half of Detective Pikachu is very close to Roger Rabbit. And only in the way that I mean that the actor is doing a lot of physical stuff, is working very closely with having to, you know, pretend to interact with a something that's not there, which is what kind of happens in this movie poorly. Yeah. I don't think we can ever have anything on the same level as Roger Rabbit because that style isn't around anymore. I mean, they're not going to make a movie like that again. I mean, have you seen Looney Tunes back in action, though? <laughs> that You know what? The Looney Tunes movies, I like those. I have not seen back in action. I'm going to just say it. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah, I, I bet it isn't. Who's in that one? My boy Brendan pulls in a That's good one. That's what I was about to say. I think I want to watch it just from the boy. I remember there being more than one Brendan Fraser in the movie, which is always a good sign. And that brings up a good point. Didn't he do Monkey Bone? Yeah. What's up with him? He really likes... He's really uh, liking those him against animated characters thing. And Monkey Bone, oh, yeah. I was, you know, looking into this and I was thinking about Monkey Bone most of the time. Same, like, dark, hmm. CD underworld kind of hellscape of, like animated chaos you know what hellscape was actually one of the words that i wrote down <laughs> while taking notes for cool world so i guess let's just go into cool world itself yeah. right like i haven't seen it before this was my first time watching and i remember people really trashing on this movie a lot mm-hmm. and i gotta say like I-, I enjoyed it yeah this is a, this is an enjoyable movie like so much of the criticism about it has to do with like what the rules of the world are and how poorly explained things yeah. are i get it I understand that those are problems in the movie, but if I'm going into a movie about, like, Brad Pitt being a former veteran, now cartoon cop man in the cartoon world, I don't know, like, I'm willing to suspend some disbelief and not get myself hung up on all the literal rules of a universe just so I can enjoy a buck-wild imaginative vision of a world. I'm curious where people's priorities were at when watching this, that, like, we needed to know exactly how everything here worked. Because I, I was just enjoying the ride and, like, actually taking in what was there instead of worrying about what wasn't. It's true, and I found myself while watch, re-watching, and I'm just like, oh, there's so many, like, things that I could pinpoint out that are just out of nowhere and don't really fit in mm-hmm. the story. But... In the end, like, after watching it, you just have to sit back and be like, damn, that was, like, original and weird as hell in a good way. I like it for those reasons. I don't like Brad Pitt in this. I think he did the worst job. So here's a question. Does anybody do a good job in this movie? Yeah. I actually would say, who's playing Holly again? Kim Bassinger? I think Kim Bassinger did a good job. I think her interactions with the animations were the best. I think her transformation into a human was the most interesting, and I liked how it matched up and stuff. It was kind of cool to me. I think that she went over the top enough. I usually like the villains. She's playing the perfect like femme fatale 
She's the blonde, hot one. I kind of forgot that there was, like, her foil, his brunette girlfriend. I forgot all about her. Mm-hmm. And that's so funny because this is this film is really set up like a classic noir in that case. As soon as it, the time goes forward and he's, like, a detective now, the film's a noir. I start to enjoy it then. And then as soon as Bassinger is, like, in the real world... Uh, that's fun as heck. Really? Forgot about his dead mom, though. Oh, yeah. So I think that's where a lot of people have trouble with this movie. I think it's just very grim from the outset. And it's like none of these grim and dark issues ever really get discussed. I mean, this movie does not really want to discuss anything. I think that's one of its biggest problems, is that it has a lot of implications, but never really explores anything. It's a, literally a movie about a World War II veteran and an ex-convict disappearing into a fake cartoon world because neither of them seems to fit into the real world or has any interest in partaking in the real world anymore. And it does nothing with it. Gabriel Byrne's character killed somebody. Not in the way that Brad Pitt's character might have killed somebody in like, wartime. He just murdered somebody who was sleeping with his wife. And it gets brought up exactly one time in a comic book store, and then never again. I think my biggest problem, personally, was I did not realize the time jump. Oh, yeah. It would have been really easy for them to explain the time jump. There's a lot of these problems. Like, Noids can just appear, I guess. And they mention that other Noids have appeared. I do wish they started to explain, like, the reason why humans can show up in this world. Because there could be some, like you said, dark implications And it would be interesting. But they don't want to do that, so whatever. I don't think he does have anything deeper to say. I think he just wants to make, like, Harney on Main violent shit. But but here's the problem with that, though. In that case, why... There's some deliberate choices being made here in terms of who your characters are that feel like they should definitely be saying something. If there's any two groups of people that, like, are very displaced and have no room in our society for, it's gonna be veterans that are suffering from PTSD, and there's gonna be ex-convicts that have no way of, you know, reinstituting themselves in society. Those are two spot-on demographics of people that would find themselves stepping out of, like, normal reality, or maybe even wanting to step out of normal reality and into something else. That feels like something, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think this is entirely pure conjecture on my part, even though it mostly is. I'm <laughs> not saying this is text in the film. I don't think so. Those feel like choices that could very easily lead to something. And I don't think you get that close to making a point without some thought. You don't just stumble upon that. Yeah. Because any other one of these movies would have just made the protagonist be Joe Schmo. Like, why isn't this movie about, like, a horny boy, like, uh, like a fucking teenage boy who's like, oh, man, I really want to fuck a cartoon character. And then, like, you know, he gets bullied in school, and so he goes into the fucking magic world. There's so many more traditional avenues for this. That does go into what I was going to bring up, how this is all about male, like, sexuality. Oh, yeah. Like, it's entirely about men being horny on men. <laughs> like, the whole, like... I'm supposed to feel bad for Brad Pitt's character because he can't have sex with his <laughs> cartoon girlfriend. She's all, like, sad, too, I guess, but not... I don't know. It's so weird. It's like, I guess we have to pretend. It's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, that does nothing it. for me. It is, it is not very easy to, to, like, care about this movie as a female viewer. Yeah. Or, like, I guess because Holly's character is obviously drawn super, super sexual. She's a Jessica mm-hmm. Rabbit of this. And I kind of like... How over the top and, like, obviously, like, male-ridden, like, ridden by males she is. It's so blatant, but it, I, again, I like her performance, too. But I don't think anything comes of any of that. 
like the the ending solves it so neatly so neatly that we don't even have holly's character anymore like she's just they don't even bring her back up oh but they do you don't remember the little uh end scene with her and jake i didn't see it what wait her what happened yeah remember okay so gabriel burns character jake uh ends up becoming a superhero a cartoon superhero yeah and he saves the day he, like plugs the hole that yeah, separates that. the cartoon mm-hmm. and real world but then after everything's done, you get to look inside of like a comic book page and you see that Jake is still a cartoon superhero and he is looking at houses with Holly. Like he's dragged Holly to like a married life. Oh, my version cut that off. Because I only saw up to Brad Pitt becoming a cartoon character and then they're like throwing his partner out of the apartment complex. Both of the movie's protagonists become cartoon characters, and it's somehow okay for a human to become a cartoon character, but when a cartoon character becomes a human, that's a huge big problem. I don't really know what that's supposed to mean either. I don't I don't think this movie was prepared to explain any of those kinds of implications. Does that make it a bad movie, though? Like, as far as I'm concerned, this movie is not that bad. I think it does so many interesting things that I can't be like, oh, it's trash. But at the same time, we watched this because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just came out. And we were thinking of like a Brad Pitt film. We were thinking, what if we watched a Brad Pitt movie that was anything but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? (laughs) Did you bring up Cool World or did I? You brought up Cool World. You were so, so ready for Cool World. Because you hadn't seen it, yeah. And I I think it's such an interesting watch because it's unlike anything else he's done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do think he is the worst part of this movie. Like anytime he interacted... I mean, he was a lot younger, but I don't think he could do that. Like, even now, I don't think he could, like, reasonably and, like, interestingly interact with a cartoon character. Yeah, he's bad in it. I feel sympathy for him, though. Like, I can't imagine this working for, like, most people. That's true. Gabriel Byrne, I don't think he does a particularly great job of interacting with these elements either. No, he doesn't. But he's a better actor, in this movie at least. This is unfortunate. It is 92 Brad Pitt, which doesn't it really exempt him. This was... what At what point was Brad Pitt going along here in his career? Cause, I don't know. Uh, can I be honest? Can we just talk about Brad Pitt for a second? Love him. Great. Let's do it. I like him. Love him. I don't think he does enough projects as an actor for me to be like, he's one of my favorite actors. I can't... Really? When I think about like him, I don't think of him in a role. I just think of him as a celebrity. Okay. Angelina Jolie is very close to that too. It's they're kind of wow. like so choosy about their films now, at least in the like the last 10, 15 years, that like I don't think of many of their performances. Honestly, I think of him as the producer of Moonlight. <laughs> wow. Okay. What's a, what's the most recent film you saw with him in it other than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Well, I can't say the one because it's a spoiler for that movie. But let's say the last movie that he was advertised in, it was uh, Fury, actually. I've never seen it. Fury's pretty good until the last uh, like 30 minutes of the movie, which is god-awful. Maybe the issue is I don't watch his movies. He's in a bunch of stuff and a lot of stuff I enjoy. I mean, he was in 12 Years a Slave. I... Don't remember him in 12 Years of Slave. <laughs> I don't remember his performance. He had long hair and he was like, I'm the nice white man. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Take of that as what you will. But uh, <laughs> uh, he was in World War Z, which was the absolute, like, just absolute dog shit. Didn't see it. Happy Feet 2, he was Will the Krill. <laughs> Shut up. I didn't watch that. I went out on a date to go see Happy Feet 2. Oh, God. That relationship went nowhere. But Happy Feet 2, that went places, it man. It went into your heart and it stayed there. Will the Krill? 
Who? No. Maybe the problem is it's me. Maybe it's me. Moneyball? Moneyball's one of Oh my god, Moneyball's no. fucking excellent. Didn't watch Moneyball. Oh, it's such a great movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna ship it to you. Sports dramas. Listen, Sarah, Sarah, mm-hmm. do I like sports? Yeah, you love sports. Are you fucking You're kidding a me? Jersey right now. <laughs> yeah, big big one. It says Sportsman number five. Wow. Because that's what they call him. Derek Jeter at it again. <laughs> Derek Jeter. Derek Gre- Wayne Gretzky, football Wayne man. Gretzky. Love Wayne Gretzky's done it again. He's got the big ball and he's tossing it. Listen, he's been in good movies, that Brad Pitt. That's he all. He has been say. in good movies. I don't think he is a bad actor. He just doesn't do projects that I watch, apparently. So yeah. to me, I don't understand how how he is so, so, so famous. Tree of Life. He was in Megamind. He was Metro Man. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards is probably the last film I've seen with Brad Pitt in it. Oh, and Benjamin he was very Button. good. I haven't seen Benjamin Button. He is very good in Inglorious Bastards. Congratulations, Brad. <laughs> but again, let's yeah, maybe maybe it's my fault. But in the end, I mean that's okay. He's bad in this movie. I think this is probably our best case for forgiving a film, but it is around an actor because we always have to like go to directors because. Mm-hmm. How much can you really blame an actor sometimes? But in this case, I don't think Ralph did a bad job directing. I think he was limited by animation, and that's fine. And I don't think the screenplay was amazing. But a lot of the failure is just the uncharismatic, boring performance from Brad Pitt in this film. I mean, I can't defend his performance in this. It is just kind of rotten. But I also understand the script's rough and... Doing this kind of performance, especially as early as 92, is, must have been a huge shock. Yeah. And I think it, it does come down to a failure on directing if you can't successfully manage to direct an actor of Brad Pitt's caliber to, to, to engage with this material. I don't know. Well, I don't think Brad Pitt like took it as a challenge mm-hmm. for playing that detective role. He could have easily like really hams it up and played like the most stereotypical film noir detective. He could have just went really far into those stereotypes and it would have been more exciting than him just playing a regular guy with awkward conversations and reactions. Yeah, talking about how he really wants to fuck a cartoon but can't. That was probably the most interesting lines he said, though. Because everything else, he was just like... You you could feel it. You could just feel Brad Pitt was fucking horny for this one. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Guys, hentai's bad. Hentai. Hentai is bad. Hentai, not even once, guys. Not even once. Don't even diddle your do when watching that hentai, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> She'll throw you off a building, bro. Don't do it. Yeah. Senpai, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, dear. No. Will you let me call this episode Senpai, no? <laughs> I'll let you. You're too. You're too nice. You really should say no. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, you know, so Brad Pitt as a cartoon is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was, was horrifying. That was really bad. He looked like Matt Damon. I did not need to see that. <laughs> That's really funny you say that because you know who else was in Happy Feet Two? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. How did they get? And all you want to know who he played? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Something hold on, fishy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm holding on. I'm, holding Happy on. Feet too. I I'm waiting. To find Happy Feet too. I'm being so very hard. patient. Don't worry about it. He played yeah. Bill the Krill. 
Oh, so good. They were brothers. They were Krill brothers, Brad Pitt and Matt Damon in Happy Feet 2. Let's watch Happy Feet 2. Were they Krill? Okay, Sarah, I don't even... Come on. Did they play penguins? Um, Take a guess. They were Krill. Yes. <laughs> so they only showed up for a second? They showed up for... They had... No, no, no. They had their own arc. They had their own, like, fucking subplot yeah, in the, the film. The Krill had an arc? Yeah, both of the Krill. They, they, were, they were, like, fucking, like, on a journey, and they were about to get eaten by a whale, I think. Were but they, they sized survived. correctly? Like, they're very tiny, Krill. Yeah, they were really tiny. Every time the camera had to zoom in real far, they had to buy new lenses for it. When I was a kid, I used to have, like, this, like, educational card game. Each person had to, like, eat krill and stuff, so you had, like, krill cards for energy and stuff. It's like fucking, you know, like, Pokemon, but, you know, educational marine life. Wow. I had a great childhood, guys. That sounds incredible. Very educational childhood. Everything went downhill. That's what I think of when I think of krill. I think of that card game. I want it back. Anyway, Happy Feet 2 was incredible. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> you ever seen Surf's Up? No, no, no. No, Surf's Up is too far, Mr. Happy Feet. You know, my favorite part of this movie, Cool World, the one that we're supposed to be talking about, uh, when he smokes the cartoon cigarette and he blows out smoke and it's shaped like a hippo. I really like hippos, so that was pretty cool. Shouts out to Ralph Bakshi for understanding that, like, an actual cartoon world wouldn't be anything like Roger Rabbit. It would just be an absolute fucking hell world where everybody's just fucking beating the shit out of each other all the time. Yeah. It's Looney Tunes, like, 24-7 over there. It's not like we live in a society kind of shit. Like, no. They're just beating the shit out of each other all the time. But do you think they added in, like, those... So there's all these... Especially when they're in the Tomb World, they added in, like, these black and white drawn demon type head, floating heads. Yeah, those were definitely added on later. Right? Like, it's just like, okay, this isn't enough. Let's, that couldn't have been part of the vision. No let's way. add some random... Sh- like, especially when they're in Holly's apartment for the first time... There's just so much stuff in the foreground mm-hmm. that I'm like, wow, what? why? Every composition in this movie is fucking busy as hell. Cartoon World just looks fucking hectic. Yeah. Not even particularly great at times, but I think that for me, like, I don't know. That, that spoke to me in some way. This is a cartoon world. This would be a fucking chaotic nightmare. I both dislike it and like it. Mm-hmm. While watching it, I'm like, oh my god, they're replaying the same foreground clip three times. <laughs> but then I'm also like, damn, there is nothing else like this. Movies like Cool World kind of like break the notion that like a movie can easily be defined as good or bad. There are things of merit here in this movie that might otherwise be wholeheartedly dismissed as bad. I look at a movie like Cool World's Metascore and I see how low it is and I think, yeah, perhaps that's not wrong, but I think that's sort of missing the point. And the fact is that like this is still an incredibly strange and compelling vision that, even if it doesn't work, still is worth watching. Maybe we shouldn't be such literalists in the movies that we watch. I, I would honestly take a dozen Cool Worlds over just another fucking Robin Hood Legend of the Sword or whatever the fuck we watched last week. We didn't even watch the Robin Hood one. We watched fucking King Arthur, but it reminds me of the other Robin Hood one, and we're gonna have to watch that one of these days, and I I can't do it. (sighs) This could just be a Cool World podcast. I can just... I'd rather... (laughs) Listen, I'm looking for any out. I can watch this again. I'm still upset about fucking King Arthur and the Thousand Swords. King Arthur and lots of swords. The Legend of the Legend... So many legends. Bull. At some point, it's just a regular story. Leave me alone. Well, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy that we watched this. I'm happy you saw it for the first time. Oh yeah, it's unlike anything we've watched. It really is like 
I don't think we could ever find a movie as out there in this way. I just hold so close to me like that style. Weird film noir. That's what I'm going to call it from yep. now on. Like films that just take film noir stereotypes and just like throw some under other shit in for mm-hmm. the heck of it. That's my shit. This is like cool for me. This is stuff I want to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, there is a problem with this movie. It's all Brad Pitt's fault. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't, but sure. <laughs> I'm going to say to the listeners, if you could think of a Brad Pitt film that's some, like worse than this, at least for his performance, I would be surprised. There's certainly more problematic ones, but I don't know if there's any worse. So, you know what? Yeah, let us know. Cool world, though. Cool world. Cool world. Uh, weird movie. Might be problematic. Definitely misogynist, but still an interesting piece of cinema. Yeah. Hell, like that. That's more than I can say for most of the shit we cover on this podcast. So Yeah, this, uh, this film is not going to solve... The pay gap. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph Bakshi is is in support of the pay gap. <laughs> Grandpa Ralph. Grandpa Ralph. Oh, I know what movie. I know what you were talking about with Brad Pitt, and you couldn't say who it was because it was a spoiler. I just realized. There you go. That's. It's a movie fun. you actually did see. It is a movie I did see, but he really didn't have much of a, a role. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. Probably... One of the best cameos I've ever seen, though. That was very good. Very good. Very, very good. One more movie that he was in that I almost wanted to do for this podcast, but we decided on Cool World. Guess. Guess which one I thought would be good for this. Fucking, uh... Guess. Guess, 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 Um... 12 Monkeys. No, 12 Monkeys, I think, is good. It's a good movie, but people have problems with Brad Pitt's performance, and I think it's pretty understandable why. It is Meet Joe Black. Oh, I have not seen it. I can't speak to it. I tried to watch it about two weeks ago, and I think I tweeted about it. I really tried to watch it. I did not like it. (laughs) It started off as like something I thought I was going to like, and then there is a twist that I was like, I'm already out. I'm done. Young Brad Pitt was not a good actor. I'm just going to say it outright. He was not good. It took him a while, but he got there. It took there. him a while. He was a very attractive boy. Oh, Not yeah. my type, but very attractive. That's what got him for a while. Mm-hmm. So congrats to you, Brad. Good job, Brad. With your basic ass name. We forgive you for this one. <laughs> At least I do. Yeah, I, I forgive care. you. Yeah. I'm happy you, you, took a, you took a chance on something weird, and that was cool. Like, can you think of Brad Pitt working with Grandpa Ralph? Like, that's wild. Yeah. So that's cool. That's great. Yeah, that was really cool. Thanks for that. Um, you're forgiven. And uh, just keep on making good movies. Just yep. go out there. Here we are. We're going we're gonna to close this report. We're good. Uh, you, <laughs> you, may not, you may not step out of the office. Uh, thank you very much. Keep doing good work out there, bud. It's an office thing. It's like a bureaucratic thing rather than... Yeah, it's like an evaluation. Yeah, we never really like took on the whole courtroom thing very well. So I think it makes more sense that we're like a we're like an office and we're, we mm-hmm. have some documents in front of us. We're like, yeah, we watched your Cool World film and... While we were disappointed in your performance, uh, we see what you've done with yourself since, and we forgive you. We forgive you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, please uh, close the door on your way out. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Hey, Gabriel Byrne just stayed a cartoon forever. That's cool. Whatever. He, he didn't have anything going on. What about that poor girl? Why was she hanging out with these grown-ass men? Oh, my God. Girl, go to college. Stop hanging out with weird dudes. Sometimes movies... I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I got the burger sweats. Yeah, you got I'm go. dying. 
leave a positive review for our bad podcast on on uh, iTunes, yeah. and you know maybe if you if you watch the show, let us know. Oh hey, we have an iTunes feed and a Spotify feed now. Yeah, on our name. Subscribe to us on there. It's ours. Google it up. Google it up. Just type in "We Forgive You" podcast. And you'll see another podcast, but we don't care about that one. Go to ours. There we go. <laughs> Choose us. Choose us. Internal pressure is five Gs. <laughs> <laughs>